Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom. We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number seven. Today, we're going to be talking about breakfasts. Hi, Christine. Hello. (laughs) Okay, so um, like we always do at the beginning, we want to talk um, about the trend of breakfasts being cereal, toast, toaster strudels, other pastries, um, and how we can break that trend in our families and instead start focusing on nutrient-dense breakfasts and how that is completely possible for the modern ancestral mama. Yeah. And so we start every episode with a little information shared by us, your hosts, related to the topic of the show. And since today we will be discussing breakfast, let's share what our kids had for breakfast today or what we ate. So you go first, Corey. What'd you guys eat for breakfast today? We had some combination, you know, the children were allowed to choose between these things, but the options were eggs, yogurt, apples, and tea lattes. Wait, what's a tea latte? Like tea with milk? Basically. Yeah. They're super oh. fancy though. Oh my goodness. No <laughs> kidding. That does sound fancy. Ooh. Usually they also add a little bit of vanilla and honey or I have this I got this whipped cream like the Starbucks style whipped cream dispenser thing for Christmas it was the best Christmas present um whoa what (laughs) so like the star you know the Starbucks canister whipped cream thing yeah yeah I got one and so you fill it with your own stuff yeah so you can (gasps) make raw whipped cream in the canister and you just add in you know, vanilla or cinnamon or whatever. No. And you shake it up with the little um, CO2 cartridge and it makes whipped cream. And it makes, usually we can use, like one canister will last like three days maybe before it's all gone. And we put it on top of tea or sometimes you just squirt it in your mouth, you know. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Wow, okay. Oof, you're really up in the ante there with that fancy whipped cream canister thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, our breakfast was not nearly as interesting. On Tuesdays, we eat oatmeal. And so the kids had oatmeal with um, sausage, cheese, and tomato because I had bought tomatoes this week. and um, But I didn't eat oatmeal, actually. I had two eggs and sausage 
And a sourdough toast, no, sourdough waffle. I forgot. I had made waffles on Sunday and I made an absurd amount. So I saved them, froze them. So I had a sourdough waffle with some whipped cream cheese, chive, chive cream cheese. Yum. That sounds really good. Yeah. I will say my breakfast game for myself is abysmal because I'm like (gasps) not, it's only because I'm not hungry. So the problem is, is I'm not hungry when the kids are eating but then by the time I'm hungry, it's like 1030 yeah. or 11. And I'm like, this is dumb. I'm not going to eat in the, in the middle of us trying to get schoolwork done and then have to also make lunch in 30 minutes. So a lot of times I don't actually eat breakfast. You intermittent fast, I guess. I, unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you're still breastfeeding. You should be eating I, breakfast. I, I agree. Yes, I agree. It's okay. I, we're not perfect. <laughs> we're human. And um, we're, we're busy moms. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. This morning, I did have a piece of um, sourdough bread that I had fried in some butter. So that was better than nothing, I guess. But Yum. Yeah. All right, Corey. So today, we are going to talk about breakfast And we kind of wanted to start with sharing what breakfasts look like in our own homes and how do we make them nutrient dense Um, and are there any quick tips or hacks you have for families feeding their kids breakfasts? Okay, so generally breakfasts in my house are... um, I'm going to try and focus on fats and protein and some carbs, which is probably what you're going to say too. But <laughs> um, I don't always have sausage made. Like if I have sausage made already, then I'll pull it out. But it's usually like, I don't know, for some reason making sausage seems like a lot in the morning. But making eggs doesn't. And um, But I would like to have them eat some sort of protein. So I have one kid that doesn't like eggs, um, but she will eat like cold chicken or um, meat of some sort, or she'll eat Greek yogurt. So those are my, those are my focuses in the mornings. I think that like you, like you did with your waffles, making an absurd amount of waffles or pancakes or muffins or breakfast cookies on the weekends when you have a bit more time or just you know, one morning when you feel so inspired and then freezing them is a great way to save yourself some morning time. I will say we don't have to get out of the house in the mornings. So I'm not, I can make bigger breakfasts, but if you're, if you've got kids that are going to school, I think it is important to be, to have things that are already made in the freezer for you to be able to pull out the night before or, you know, whatever, just to make your life easier. The other thing that I freeze is um, breakfast taco filling. So we have breakfast tacos at least once a week. And the filling part is what takes a while to cook. So it's just it's just eggs and sausage, but it takes longer, or not, sorry, it's just onions and sausage. But making that takes longer than just, you know, f- scrambling an egg. So I will make double or triple the onions and sausage and then freeze them in portions that I can just pull out 
and throw in the skillet with a little bit of water and then cook that up and then add in the scrambled eggs and then put that, put all of that in a tortilla. And that's, that's actually my kid's favorite breakfast. That does sound really good. That's a really great tip. So it sounds a little bit like batch cooking. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. So what do breakfasts look like in your home generally? And then do you make, how do you make them nutrient dense? And are there any quick tips, hacks, mom shenanigans that you have that you can share? Um, Okay. So I am, there are certain aspects of my life that must be organized and food is one of them. So I, we follow a breakfast schedule. We follow a breakfast and dinner schedule and we, it is posted up on the fridge and everybody knows it. And it's, I've rotated it enough now, or I've created enough of the little magnets that I can, depending on the season, kind of rotate through the categories. So now that we're in the winter, we're not really doing as much like smoothies or yogurt. Um, and we're doing more like warmer foods. And just like you, uh, we also focus on protein and fat in the mornings and making sure that the kids do have a really big breakfast. And my kids do have to be out of the door uh, by a certain time for school. And I want to make sure that they are full and fed well so that they can concentrate. And I'm trying to think. Uh, Mondays, we have broth and bacon and fruit. So they have a cup of broth and Tuesdays we have oatmeal and it's always oatmeal with protein and fat. And then Wednesdays we have eggs. Thursdays are quesadillas and the quesadillas will be filled with a meat that I cooked earlier that week. And then Friday is breakfast burritos or something like that. Um, What's it called? Breakfast wraps. Yeah. It's basically eggs in a wrap again. Any tips for moms? I I just swear by a meal schedule. I think it's so, so helpful, especially for the younger kids. They come downstairs, they know what they're eating for breakfast. And it's not like, can I have this? Or can I have this? Or, you know, I don't want that. I want this instead. Um, for me personally, it's been a lifesaver. I know every family is different and so it depends on them, but I've, we've really thrived knowing that this is what they get. They know what they're getting for breakfast. So the other thing I'm going to say about that is it helps organize me because I know what I need to pull out from the freezer the night before to defrost. So for example, uh, today, since we had sausage with our oatmeal, I knew that the night before I had to pull out the sausage so that it would be defrosted in the morning. But kind of like what Corey said earlier about batch cooking large portions of meat, alternatively, someone could cook a huge portion of bacon on a weekend or something and just save it and pull it out to use throughout the week. Or you could do sausage or you could do shredded chicken. You can add shredded chicken to so many things. But yeah, batch cooking a protein to add to breakfasts makes things go quicker in the morning. So we actually did have a breakfast schedule and I actually brought it down here. It's like laminated and everything. 
color coded. Fancy. Oh my gosh. It was Wait, so show fancy. me. Show me, show me. Just, I mean, All I right. know people can't see, but oh, look at that. So, this is a shout out to Raising Generation Nourish, which is one of the best um, real food blogs for kids. If anybody needs to find one, she has a school morning breakfast menu um, free printable on her website. We were at the very beginning of the school year this year. My goal was to get my kids making breakfasts and I I, uh, organized it so that it would be one kid one day, then the next kid. Then I would make breakfast on Wednesday because that's the day that we actually did have to get out of the house to go to co-op. And then we would do the next, you know, one kid on Thursday and then the next kid on Friday. We, it's a bit of a struggle because they don't really want to do it in the mornings. And so I have laxed on making it happen. And I think I need to re-attack the situation. I need to like look at the list, have them look at it and try and figure out again, if, if they're comfortable with what we wrote down at the beginning of the year, if they want to change it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Currently on our list is Mondays. We would do a smoothie with some sort of eggs or meat and then milk or tea. So every day we were is pretty much milk or tea is the option to drink. Or sometimes they'll drink like a like a homemade Gatorade type thing that's like, you know, basically salt and and citrus juice. Um and then Tuesdays we were my daughter likes to make breakfast snack plates, which is basically like fruit and probably a vegetable and um, usually like muffins or pancakes or something. And then a meat of some sort like sausage or sausage balls or whatever. But she likes to arrange it beautifully on a platter. And then everybody gets to, you know, sit around the table and choose their, (laughs) their options. And then I make breakfast tacos on Wednesday Then Thursdays are muffins with some meat or eggs and fruit or milk or tea. And then Friday would be a breakfast cookie with eggs, meat, fruit, milk, or tea. So that may change. (laughs) I need to read. I need to think about it some more. Um, Because we've just completely fallen off the wagon and it's a mess at this point. Because it, you know, it's one of these, like, I get up and everybody gets up at the same time. I don't ever have like 30 minutes in the morning of peace before everybody gets up. It's everybody gets up at the same time because who has 30 minutes of more morning of peace. I mean, Come on. People, some people do just <laughs> not me. <laughs> all, almost all of my children end up in my bedroom at some point in the middle of the night. So I cannot get up without everybody else waking up. So yeah. it doesn't even make sense. Like sometimes I'm like, I should get up at like, 5 30 and then I'll get to have a little bit of time before everybody else gets up no it doesn't work that way then they just all get up at 5 30 and then everybody's cranky no 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway mom life um so right so I might be switching that up but for now and the breakfast cookie thing is something that Raising Generation Nourish does too and I like that idea because it like makes Fridays special plus Breakfast cookies are something that you can just completely batch cook and have in the freezer. And she has a ton of recipes on her website that are not junk. 
I've seen them. They they do look really intriguing. I've made a few of her. Um, she has like breakfast bars. Yeah. And I've made those and I really like them. A lot of times she adds collagen to her breakfast cookies, which is really nice because then they're not just carbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally, that sounds delicious. We want to pause for a moment to talk about one of our favorite podcasts. The Wise Traditions podcast is about food, farming, and the healing arts. Basically, it's about how to cultivate health through ancestral wisdom backed by modern science. We've learned so much from this podcast and the foundation that puts it out. As modern ancestral mamas, we don't always have time to read in-depth scientific studies, but we do have 30 minutes while we're washing dishes or sitting in the school car line. The topics the show covers are broad. Everything from what to eat when you're expecting, to how sunlight nourishes the body, to how to keep children grounded in these turbulent times. Give a listen wherever you get your podcasts and or download the Wise Traditions podcast app from your app store. I wanted to say too that in the winter, I don't feel like smoothies either. Yeah. I love the idea of smoothies, but they don't, the winter is not a great time for them. However, because this is our breakfast episode, I think it is important to talk about smoothies for a second. How do you feel about smoothies, Christine? (laughs) (laughs) We, okay. I recommend smoothies to a lot of my clients that have kids that are struggling with picky eating because it is usually a surefire way to get tons of nutrients into a child. I, I think that they are fabulous vehicles for really good foods. So I'm sure you do this too, but add tons of raw egg yolks in the smoothie. And like, I'm talking at least three or four, um, minimum (laughs) in our smoothie. And I like to use milk kefir, raw milk kefir as our smoothie base, especially because my two older have kind of decided that they don't like raw milk kefir anymore. They won't drink it by itself. Um, so now I have to mix, some fruit in it or something to make it more palatable for them. Um, But yeah, we'll do kefir as the base, raw egg yolks. I also like adding collagen. And then this is where I just dump every supplement under the sun. Um, So I have some supplements to help with leaky gut. Um, What else do I add? Probiotics. Um, if you are someone you who's not consuming organ meats, you can add in some organ meat capsules in smoothies. Um, Trying to think what else. You can also though add raw liver to smoothies. You you know what? I don't like it. I've tried it, and I feel like I can still taste it. Yeah. Okay. So I have not tried it, but I have a friend who swears by it. That's the only way she can get her kids to eat liver. Really? Okay. Kudos to those that have tried it and it worked for them because (laughs) I'm I'm weirded out by it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I haven't done it. And okay. So getting a little technical here, but it is harder for the body to absorb the nutrients in liver. If you are consuming it with dairy, it's better to consume it. Yeah. So if I'm doing a raw milk kefir smoothie, I'm actually not going to put 
liver in it. Um, oh, emu oil. Duh. I had forgotten about emu oil. Um, <laughs> I add emu oil to the smoothie as well as emu oil for vitamin K2. And then also fat. So I will add spoonfuls of coconut oil or raw cream or um, there was actually a product I got at the conference called Brain Lube. And it was coconut butter, coconut oil, and some mushrooms and a few other things in there. Um, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I just think smoothies are fabulous vehicles to add all sorts of goodies in there. What about you, Corey? What are some of your tricks that you add into smoothies? Yeah, definitely raw milk kefir and um, egg yolks and collagen. And um, I do think we should probably mention that the collagen, not all collagens are created equal. And uh, the ones that you're going to find at most stores are probably not the ones you want to be eating. Um, I like uh, Perfect Supplements. I don't know. What do you use? Green Lakes is also another one that I like. Yeah, Great Lakes is my favorite. That's the one that I use. Okay. I, I actually don't use Vital Proteins. I use I, Great Lakes. Well, okay. So I used to use Vital Proteins, but they have just changed their formula. Did you hear about that? Where now there was like a big scandal about like maybe there's contaminants of glyphosate and all the things that I don't want to eat. Yeah. So perfect supplements is the one that I've gotten the most recently. And then great lakes. So I also just found great lakes has a collagen protein powder that I just bought. And, um, it is, I bought the vanilla flavor and my kids and my neighbor's kids were over the other day too. And, um, they were like, oh my gosh, this is the best vanilla milkshake I've ever had. So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yes. It's great. Approved by other kids. That's when you know it's good. And then the other thing is, is that, oh, I've heard of people putting bone broth in their smoothies. Oh, right. Have you done that? No, I have not. But yes, I know that you can do that. As long as it's not salted or heavily if you didn't add a ton of onions and things it's yeah very mild Mm -hmm. so you should be able to just not taste it especially with like fruit and stuff right and then this thing I used to do and I actually am curious what your opinion on it is um whenever I would have extra egg whites I would make basically an egg white protein powder So you like basically like dry them, you like whip them up in the, in the mixer and then dry them until they're crisp and then you can pulverize it in your like food processor. I am, I like the idea for not wasting the egg yolks, but I'm curious if you think that that is too much, um, egg whites. Wow. Um, like how many egg whites? I mean, you can make however many you want. I think I was probably adding like a teaspoon and probably assuming that that was about an egg's worth. Then you're probably fine. 
Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. But somebody in our circle told me that was a terrible idea and I was giving my kids too much protein. And I was like, okay, well, now I don't know. Mm, no, I, I think that <laughs> it's probably okay. <laughs> Especially if it's just a teaspoon. Well, because I was thinking like if you're adding the raw egg yolks, then you are kind of like balancing it with the whites. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you eat the whole egg. That's right. That's kind of my thought process. Okay. Sidetracked. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, and um, one more thing that we forgot to mention. Uh, it's super trending to put like lots of raw spinach or raw kale or, or any other raw vegetables in um, smoothies. And neither Christine or I would recommend putting raw, especially raw greens into smoothies um, because you're just going to have, it's, it's basically like an oxalate bomb in your smoothie. Um, so if you want to do greens, just make sure they're like steamed first. Like you can steam greens and um, then keep them in the freezer and put those in your smoothies. But otherwise you're really not adding a whole lot of good nutrition to your smoothies, like bioavailable nutrition to your smoothies with green, raw greens you're just it's you're better off just doing the egg yolks you're not going to get anything extra from greens that you wouldn't also get from egg yolks or instead get from egg yolks so um skip the greens add the egg yolks moving on from smoothies i actually want to interject and say that breakfast don't always have to be sweet foods they can be savory foods and leftovers from the day before so it's totally possible to eat soup for breakfast. It's Soup can, is one of my favorite breakfasts. Yeah. You can literally heat up a meal that you had made earlier in the week. And it's pretty easy to fry an egg and put it on top of a lot of different meals. And there's breakfast. You have a tradition of making savory oatmeal. Well, yes, I do. However, I have to give credit to... My former co-chapter leader in Chicago, that was her idea first. But yes, savory oatmeal is delicious. And what do you normally put on that? Oh my gosh, it can be anything. So uh, we've done bacon, avocado, cheese. We've done sausage, tomato, cheese. I've done mushrooms and like a soft-boiled egg. Um, what else have I done? trying to think usually a usually an egg and like a meat and then maybe a vegetable that's so interesting yeah okay so here's what I usually do with oatmeal because we used to oatmeal used to be on my schedule first of all oatmeal should be soaked overnight with an acidic medium before cooking that makes it much more digestible and bioavailable and the way that I do this to make it crazy easy on myself is I'm going to say that this is not approved by instant pot and they say that you shouldn't do this, but I've done it for a while and it's fine. <laughs> but if you do this and your instant pot breaks, that's on you, not on me. Um, <laughs> now I'm intrigued. What do you do? Okay. So instant pot has a um, delay timer. And what I do is I put all of the things in the pot, you know, the, the oatmeal and the water and the acidic medium, and then I set the timer 
for like eight hours or whatever. And then, and I, and I try and do it for, so that when I come down, it will have already naturally released because the problem with oatmeal is that you don't want to, um, what is it called? Rapid release where you let the steam out. You want it to naturally release so that, you know, all the, all the steam goes out of it without you having to flip the switch. I do that. And then I come down in the morning and it's just done. All I have to do is open up the instant pot and there's our oatmeal. But here's what I do on to make oatmeal, even if we're eating it sweet, which is the only way I've ever actually done it. I add a egg yolk to the oatmeal and you kind of have to temper it, you know, so you like put the egg yolk in a bowl, add a little bit of hot oatmeal, stir it up, add a little bit more hot oatmeal, stir it up, add a little bit more, stir it up. So you're not scrambling your egg yolk, Mm -hmm. but then it makes it kind of like custard. Yeah. Now you're talking. It's, and then you put butter or cream, a little bit of honey, I don't know, nuts, fruit, whatever. You, I mean, you could do it savory too that way. So then you're not just having the carbs of oatmeal. You're having the egg yolk or two egg yolks or however many. And I also really like to put molasses in my oatmeal. My kids don't like it, but I love molasses and I like, and it's, um, you know, got a lot of iron and stuff in it. Yeah. So anyway, oatmeal hacks. Wow. (laughs) It never even occurred to me to do it in the Instapot. I actually don't have an Instapot, but I know that people love Instapots. So I actually use it most for oatmeal and broth. So I don't know a lot about breakfast traditions in other countries, but I have seen some really interesting photojournalism type things around the internet. And you could look it up that shows, you know, compares American breakfast to other countries breakfast. And I will say that when I was um, studying abroad, the family, I was in France and the, we would have like bread from the day before. So it was leftover French bread. We would have coffee because I was, you know, I was actually in college when I went. So I was drinking coffee and um, then they would have yogurt and Oh, there would be like butter and Nutella and, <laughs> and Whoa. Um, like jellies and things for the bread. But the, the crazy thing is, right, in other countries, the things like Nutella and things like that are not made with all the weird ingredients that we have here. Anyway, I mean, there's still sugar, but still. But then there, I feel like we also had, we oh, we definitely had cheese for breakfast too. Yeah, and that's all I remember. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> When I studied abroad in Rome, also in college, we were given a stipend for breakfast. I didn't actually stay with a host family, and I ate a croissant and a cappuccino every morning for breakfast. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would do the same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds so good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a chocolate croissant, too. <laughs> I had plenty of those in France. Oh, I you did. <laughs> Um, all right. So emphasis on well, the okay. irony of, right. The irony right, exactly. is, is we're going to talk about the importance of protein <laughs> and fat first. Not French bread and croissants. And yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And jellies and totally. Um, yeah. So basically when you are feeding your kids 
a breakfast that is mostly protein and fat, it's going to create stable blood sugar levels. It's going to give them, uh, it's going to keep them full for a long time. They're going to be able to concentrate. It's going to give them level moods and behaviors, and they're going to be able to regulate their emotions better. So starting off our kids with protein and fat first is a good way to begin the morning for your kids and for yourself as well. And on top of that, it's going to avoid the need for constant snacking and you'll, you will be able to give your digestion a break, which if we are consuming a carb-heavy breakfast and then we're hungry an hour or two later and we're eating again, oftentimes another carb, then we're going to be overworking our digestion. So we really want to encourage everyone to focus on protein and fat. So I have one more thing that I want to talk about that we didn't actually put on the outline. Um, I think since we are modern ancestral mamas, we should touch on coffee. Oh, this is all you, girl. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing, right? I have been drinking coffee um, f- since college, and um, I just recently have given it up. I'm not sure it's a give it up for, every, for everything, but I'm trying to see if it helps me to stay a little bit more level. Um, throughout. Are you hanging in there? I, well, okay, so I really miss the... I really miss the ritual of it in the morning, but I'm having like tea and things like that instead. But um, Weston A. Price Foundation does not recommend coffee. And for various reasons. And I think that they, they may be right as much as I like, don't want to admit that for that one thing. I'm like, you can be right about all the other things, but don't take my chocolate and my coffee. Uh, Oh my goodness. But um, I think that a lot of times there's this joke about moms existing on coffee, right? You, yep. You can, this coffee gets me through until my wine in the <laughs> afternoon or whatever. Um, and I think that if you are feeling like you're only able to exist on coffee, you might want to actually take a look at the breakfast that you're eating. That is a great recommendation. Okay, that's it. Maybe we'll talk more about that at another time when we're actually prepared for it. And I don't just spring it on Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, so as we're signing off, I want to remind everybody that Christine has an online course for parents who want to make the switch from processed food to real nutrient-dense food. Um, The course is um, they talk about the importance of breakfasts and how to create a balanced breakfast plate. And you can check out the online course on Christine's website, nourishlittles.com. And I will say that I took this course with Christine, right? Is this the one that I did? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, making sure there wasn't another one I didn't know about. Um, No, no worries. This is, I took this course with Christine and Sloan and it is fantastic. And I recommend it to people all the time. So go take that course with Christine. (laughs) Thanks for the shout out, friend. You're welcome. And don't forget to review us on iTunes and hit subscribe. And we can't wait to see you guys in the next show.
Yay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at NourishTheLittles and online at NourishTheLittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at ForNutrientSake and online at ForNutrientSake.com. Follow us on Instagram at Modern Ancestral Mamas. The information contained in this show is for informational purposes only. It should not be intended as medical advice and should not replace your relationship with your healthcare practitioner.